Welcome to the Alienators Chess Game Podcast, exposing the playbook to the toxic co-parent. I'm your host and high-conflict family coach, Jennifer Segge. Now let's strategize. Let's dissect the personality of the alienator. Let's identify the needs of our children the abuser preys on. Let's extinguish the chaos of the co-parent conflict. Target parent warriors, let's outsmart the manipulator and rescue the parent-child bond. Checkmate. Hello, target parent warriors, our support tribe and allies. Welcome to the ninth episode of the Alienator's Chess Game podcast. And today, I would like to talk about your next move, which is compartmentalizing the conflict. Now, compartmentalizing the conflict is a counter move to what I call the alienator's C-cubed move. This is creating constant conflict chaos. You may be very familiar with this. Some of the mechanisms that they use are constantly criticizing you. You may be engaging in some kind of behavior that is viewed as good or even neutral, but somehow they manage to twist that to make it look like you're evil. There are the constant negative responses to simple questions or even attacks, or they can even be the constant accusations. And then there's just not these direct approaches to creating conflict. The alienator includes other people's as well. Some of the mechanisms they use with third parties are getting teachers involved or even doctors or other medical professionals to make it very difficult for you to participate in the care for your child. It can also be including other parents. And so when you're trying to engage or enjoy activities with your child, you're getting those constant negative looks from other people keeping you hyper-vigilant and preventing you from being able to enjoy the game. And then there's the worst, when you start to notice that these tactics your alienator is using is starting to affect your child and you start hearing some of the things they're saying or even seeing their behavior, knowing that they are being manipulated by the alienator. So let's take a look at what is the natural human response to this. Let's start with the sympathetic nervous system. Anytime there's a threat, whether there's a direct threat from the alienator or you're getting those evil glares from other parents, that our mind acknowledges that as a threat and it prepares the body to respond in order to protect ourselves. So our blood pressure is going to increase, our temperature is going to increase, we may feel some tightness in the chest, we may be experiencing tense muscles, there's going to be changes in our breathing. And if you've been enduring this for a long time, you may have even found yourself that you've stopped breathing and you have to remind yourself to actually breathe through this. And since as humans, we have adapted further, We do not respond to problems or conflict as we did historically or biologically to where we actually run from the situation or fight in the situation. So we have all these neurochemicals that are pent up in the body without a release. Now, on top of all of the alienators creating the constant conflict chaos, our natural human response or mind's response is not helpful either. It is also normal for our mind to overanalyze these things 
because it thinks it's protecting us. So even when we are not dodging those criticisms from the alienator, our mind is taking us to that place where we're constantly thinking about this chaos and this conflict chaos, and we are constantly analyzing and evaluating and talking to others to try to figure this out because it's so confusing. And within just a short period of time, you can find yourself caught up in that conflict cyclone where every part of your day consists of some kind of negativity from the alienators, C-cubed, creating the constant conflict chaos. While the sympathetic nervous system was built to protect us, there's also the parasympathetic nervous system that is to balance that out and create homeostasis. But if we're not allowing that to happen and we stay elevated in the sympathetic nervous system, it becomes unhealthy for us. And this is where this move can be successful for the alienator if we let it. First, I wanna talk about how this can kidnap your mental health. If you're consistently having this negativity in your life, it can lead to negative thought process that leads to depression. Let's break this down a little bit more because depression is not only a depressed mood. Depression has these mechanisms that can really further take over and keep a, a person in a cycle of depression, making it very difficult for them to dig themselves out of a deep hole. So one of the symptoms is a depressed mood. Sometimes this can come across also as irritability. It can also cause a person to have what's called anhedonia or a loss of interest in activities a person used to enjoy. It also can cause an increase or decrease in appetite. It can also cause insomnia, so difficult falling asleep or staying asleep, or in some people, it can cause hypersomnia where they sleep too much. It can also create what's called psychomotor agitation, which is like very nervous movements, such as tapping your toes, pacing around the room, even some skin picking, or it can cause what's called psychomotor retardation, when that's really slowing down of the mind or physical activities, making it very difficult to engage in those movements. Depression can also create chronic fatigue, feeling a loss of energy almost every day. It can also interfere with the person's ability to make decisions, or it can also interfere with a person's level of concentration. The person may have feelings of worthlessness or even inappropriate guilt, and depression can even lead to thoughts of wanting to harm oneself. Now, in some people, having this constant conflict in their life and having the response of the fight-or-flight system constantly activated can lead to anxiety. Anxiety is when a person has that constant anxiety, those constant racing thoughts. This can lead a person to feeling very restless or being easily fatigued. These individuals also have a difficult concentrating or their mind going blank. They experience irritability, muscle tension, and it also disturbs a person's sleep. Now I want to talk about a very specific type of anxiety, and that's panic disorder. And I want to pull this out because individuals who are experiencing that high level of stress but avoiding it and not dealing with it healthy 
it can come out as a panic attack later. And panic attacks are very scary. They resemble a lot like a heart attack. In fact, most people having a panic attack, they think that they are dying. Some of these symptoms include heart palpitations, sweating, trembling and shaking, sensations of shortness of breath or feeling like you're being smothered, feelings of choking, chest pain or discomfort, nausea or abdominal distress, feeling dizzy or unsteady, lightheaded, chills or heat sensations, paresthesis, which is the numbness or tingling sensations, derealization or depersonalization. Derealization is feelings of unreality, whereas depersonalization is feeling like you're detached from your own body. Fear of losing control or going crazy and a fear of dying. If you are experiencing these symptoms and you feel like they're starting to interfere with significant areas of your life and functioning, I strongly encourage you to seek out individual mental health therapy to help you cope through this. As target parents, you are experiencing one of the most difficult things to ever experience in this world. And it is imperative for you to take care of your mental health, not just for yourself, for yourself to be mentally healthy, but if we want to have a good relationship with our kids or we want our kids to come back, we have to be mentally healthy and stable and show them what that looks like. Mental health is not being role modeled for our children by the alienator. We have to role model it for them and therefore we have to take care of our mental health, especially during this turbulent time. Now let's change focus and talk about what this does to us physically. As I discussed in the different symptoms of depression, anxiety, and even panic disorder, you can understand how tired and fatigue this can make a person and how it's going to be very difficult for you to show up as a parent, how you always dreamed to be a parent if we are letting this conflict chaos take over and consume us. In addition, if we do not compartmentalize this and we allow this stress to continue to take over our life, it doesn't end very well at all. Research has shown that 80% of physical illnesses are due to stress. So we are not going to let the alienator win in this way and create physical problems for us as well. So it's time for our counter move of compartmentalizing the conflict. The very first step that we need to do is we need to get off of that autopilot. Yes, that's a very normal human response to have, but it's not helpful. So we need to start taking the control. We cannot allow this automatic response to take over. We are not playing checkers, we are playing chess. So we need to get out of that automatic response part of the brain, which is the amygdala, and we need to get back to the prefrontal cortex where all the executive functioning and problem solving happen. Next, I want you to identify a specific time of the day that you are going to deal with all this chaos and all of this conflict. So for some of you, that may be 10 minutes a day. For others of you who are in the middle of the court process, you might have to dedicate two hours a day, but I want you to be very specific and not just specific about the time that you want to spend on it, but I actually want you to schedule it into your planner. 
so that you know that between the time of 8 and 8.30 is the time for you to think about the conflict, try to come up with some problem-solving solutions, or journaling your feelings out, whatever it may be, it only occurs during that time. So when your negative thoughts like to intrude because it thinks that it's protecting you, but your mind is actually causing more stress, you can remind yourself that it's not time to deal with that. At that point in time, it is time for you to enjoy life or enjoy and be present with your children and show up how you always wanted to show up with your children or with your friends or other family or even when you're working because we know that this starts to interfere with our job performance as well. So when these thoughts pop up throughout the day, I want you to remind yourself it's not time to deal with it. We have a specific time later to manage it and handle it. We are not going to give in and allow the alienator to take over our life like this. Do not let the alienator win with this move. Thank you for tuning in today to the Alienator's Chess Game podcast. I do want to let you know that the Alienator's Chess Game podcast and successful parenting is promoting a new project called the Checkmate Project, and it is going to launch on April 15th at noon Eastern time. It will be a Zoom meeting where target parents come together with similar issues and problems and work together in order to resolve this and make progress on the parental alienation front for our children to rescue the parent-child bond. Now you can go to my website, www.successfulparentingllc.com, and there is a pop-up, and if you fill out the pop-up with your email, you will receive notification as well as the Zoom link to join that meeting on April 15th, as well as be notified of other podcasts, as well as other events that we will be doing. Thanks again for tuning in today, and let's go rescue the parent-child bond checkmate.